Good morning, Steve, and welcome to the Low Carb Paleo Show. Good morning, Mark and uh, Alan. How are you guys doing? I am fine. I don't know about Mark. I'm wonderful, thank you. Can't complain at all. Well, you know, you know the drill. No one listens if you yeah. do. Yeah. I'm still trying to wake up, so um, it, it might uh, get up on the slow start. Uh, so, Steve, uh, I met you at the 2019 Paleo FX event, and I loved your bar. So, here you are. Thank you for joining us. And um, let's talk to you about your background. Uh, what was your professional background before you started Stoker Bars? Yeah, so uh, I think something that people kind of find interesting about us is we launched just over a year ago in March, and prior to that, have zero food background and zero entrepreneur background. Um, I was an electrician for a lot of years, and then uh, last 13 years, um, worked for the railroad, uh, BNSF. So it really has nothing to do with launching food business um, whatsoever, but um, uh, here we are, and we've got the first year out of the way, and it's been pretty incredible. Good, good. It's good to hear. Um, how did you get the idea to start this bar, this business? So uh, my wife, Mocha, and I, uh, we have five kids. And when our fourth uh, child was born, um, I took a month off of work. And I'd been on keto, uh, keto slash paleo diet for a year and a half, two years. And we had a new uh, Whole Foods open up pretty close to us. And I was really excited that just assuming that they would have some sort of nutrition bar. I've always been a big bar guy. So I went there and not a single bar that they had on the shelf was something that I could really eat um, uh, as, as part of my lifestyle. So I went back home and um, bought some almonds, um, a bunch of other ingredients that, that my family and I enjoy and just started making nutrition bars for myself. And at the time, I wasn't thinking anything of it, but some of my older kids started eating them. They were disappearing. And then after a few weeks, um, all their friends were coming over, uh, neighbors were, were coming over. Um, so I decided to take some to the railroad um, and, and kind of get people's feedback on that. And everybody there was like, hey, these are pretty good. You know, you, you should sell them. So a year ago, uh, this, this March, um, a buddy of mine, Jake, who, who now heads up our operations. Um, our plan was to make nutrition bars two nights a week after we got off our jobs at the railroad and then go to the Saturday market and try to sell some bars, you know, just, just as a fun, fun for to think, uh, sort of thing. Um, we were renting just a, just a commissary kitchen uh, at night uh, to be able to do that. And before we actually started at the Saturday market, we sent a box to Amazon. And right away, the bar started selling, and we had just awesome reviews. And two weeks after that, I wound up putting in my two-week notice uh, for the railroad. So everything happened extremely fast, and uh, we've been, been hanging on ever since. Well, <clears throat> it's very impressive. Um, I noticed you have a, quite an impressive kitchen in the background. Um, how was it to start in, the ki in your kitchen? How did you manage that? Yeah, um, that, that part has been interesting for sure. When um, 
kind of the normal route for most bar companies is to find a co-packer. Uh, so, you know, there's a few big companies that make most of the bars out there. Right. Uh, our bars are unique as far as they're, they're nut-based and they're crunchy. So, right. um, you know, they're not, they're not date or fruit or, you know, protein powder-based. They're, you know, just very simple, clean ingredient-based. And we had a very hard time trying to find somebody that could, you know, produce something that was similar to what we were producing by hand. Mm-hmm. So um, my wife and I, uh, we sold our house and we took our savings and we built our own 9,000 square foot uh, factory down here in Fort wow. Texas. And um, as you can see behind me, we have a bunch of our, uh, you know, kitchen equipment and stuff in there. Um, and it's been it's been a fun ride. Oh, I'm sure it's been scary at times too. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Now I understand your bar feeds all sorts of lifestyle. Can you tell us uh, which one? I know we know about the keto and paleo. What else? Yeah. So what pretty much got us started, as far as you know, thinking we had a viable business, was that kids were eating them. You know, our kids, um, which eat fairly healthy, you know, they're still kids. And then neighbor kids who, you know, um, don't necessarily eat eat healthy at all. But everybody seemed to enjoy these bars, even though we don't add any sugar. You know, they're not loaded with, uh, you know, carbs or or net carbs. So um, instantly, I've, you know, already been on the keto diet. So I fit the keto diet um, uh, with... Currently 10 flavors. So two of them are peanut based. They don't necessarily fit the paleo diet, but our other eight flavors um, are all um, pretty, pretty strict as far as uh, paleo goes, you know, just whole natural ingredients, uh, dairy free, gluten free, vegan. Um, uh, a very big market for us is the diabetic community. Um, Right. The diabetic shelf is, has been there for a long time and it's a big market, but m- most of the stuff that's, that's kind of focused towards the diabetic community is artificial or flat out just doesn't taste very good. Um, so our, uh, our, our bars and our other products, you know, fit a pretty wide range of lifestyles. Um, and then also the outdoor community. If you, you're an outdoors person, hiking, biking, just, just traveling in general. Um, our bars, um, because they don't have, you know, a bunch of protein powder or a bunch of fruit and stuff, they're not going to melt in the heat. You know, you can right. take them, um, you can leave them in your car. Uh, they're not going to get funky. They're not going to, you know, uh, go bad. So that's, that, that's definitely a big perk. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about your business. Um, so you started barely a little more than a year ago and you've seen pretty impressive growth. Can you explain that? And I guess it's been a constant rush to keep up with the demand, I guess. Yeah. Um, so basically uh, when we started, you know, just over a year ago, it was with the plan that it was going to be a side hobby, you know, just a fun thing. Um to back up a little bit, um, prior to us actually starting the business, something that allowed us to start this business um, is that several years ago, maybe five years ago, my wife and I took a personal finance class. Um, prior to that, we're like most Americans, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. We had car payments, 
house payment, credit card payments. And uh, we took a personal finance class uh, through the Dave Ramsey program. And leading up to starting this business, we were able to pay off 100% of our debt, um, pretty much be you know, self-sufficient, have a pretty good um, you know, uh, savings plan. I had read lots of books um, prior to that. You know, um, it's, it's pretty standard advice, people you know, to say that you need six months of living expenses, you know, savings. Um, uh, you need investments, you need all this stuff, but there really wasn't a guidebook to tell people how to do it. So once we took that course and we actually learned about money and how to manage money and to make money do what we want it to do instead of at the end of the month kind of wondering where it went, um, it just put us in a position to when this opportunity came up. Um, we didn't have any debt. We, you know, um, we we had pretty good savings. And um, so anybody out or anybody listening to this, whether they're looking to start a business or, you know, just they're, they're, they're not sure how to handle money, I would definitely recommend taking a per personal finance class. Yes. Well, what right. was the name of that program again? Uh, Dave Ramsey. Um, Dave Ramsey, okay. It just, uh, there's, there's several programs out there that just happen to be, be the one that, that we took. And we picked that one because it had a, a very clear step-by-step, -step, you know, if you're, if you have a mountain of debt and you're having trouble pay, making payments, like it'll tell you ex exactly the first thing you need to do and walk you all the way to where everything's paid off. You have college funds for your kids going, you have, you know, several months of uh, living expenses saved up. Um, so fast forward from, from taking that class, uh, we're in a position to where, um, you know, we could take this risk and it not being a huge risk, you know, um, right. we, we didn't have all this outside debt. So when we launched just over a year ago, um, fast forward to, um, we, we, we technically call it the first year, but it was 13 months, uh, 13 months from when we started, we wound up grossing over a million dollars, which is something that I don't think any of us um, expected or, or planned for or anything. Um, and, um, it's been just amazing. Very well, very well. Very good. Um, so you were ready for any kind of business pop popping up. Um, uh, let's see, let's talk about your bars. What um, flavors are you currently offering? So the time in this podcast is pretty good. Um, we have three flavors that are on the market right now. We mm -hmm. launched the company with a vanilla almond and a cocoa almond. And um, several months ago, uh, we, we introduced a peanut chocolate chip. And we, we hadn't planned on coming out with a peanut bar, but people write to us every day asking for, for peanut flavors. Um, and peanut is definitely a big hit. Um, we have seven more flavors that are be launching within this next month. Um, wow. Which uh, one are they? So we'll have a, uh, a lemonade bar, uh, okay. pumpkin spice. The pumpkin spice is gonna be probably seasonal, probably in the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, birthday cake, the, the birthday cake will also have our sugar-free rainbow sprinkles um, okay. on it. So I think that'll be a fun one. Uh, cherry almond, um, it's got bits of uh, dried cherries in there. Mm -hmm. uh, sea salt caramel, chocolate chip almond, and 
the chocolate chip almond doesn't sound that different, but um, it, it's currently probably my favorite. It's got the exact same taste, and I'm not sure what the combination is of a Chips Ahoy cookie. Mm. So that's what I've been eating every morning with my coffee is, is the chocolate chip almond bar. And then we have a PB&J, uh, which is a uh, strawberry and, and peanut uh, mm. bar. And uh, definitely look out for those within the next month. Um, we have all new packaging uh, designs and stuff kind of to streamline the way we were going with our, our Z Mellow, um, which is a sugar-free, uh, all-natural marshmallow cream. Okay. Um, so I've been taking a lot of our products recently, um, almost nightly. I've been taking a, a keto ice cream or paleo ice cream, and um, I put uh, the Z Mellow on it. I put our rainbow sprinkles on it. And then um, a couple months ago, we started selling cereal also. We have all natural, low-carb um, cereal. Um, okay. So I combine all that in a bowl and just have a massive, you know, Sunday with sprinkles and everything that's sugar-free that I feel good, you know, uh, eating afterwards. So um, it's, it's nice having all those products for sure. No, it sounds like uh, you're moving in the right direction. Um, now there was, um, since I received your samples, a pop, uh, a couple of issues popped up and I wanted to talk about it. Um, first of all, I, um, before I got your samples, I went to your website, could not find any uh, nutritional information on your products. Uh, why is that? Uh, everything should, should be on the website. Um, I'll have to take a look. If it's if it's not, we'll we'll definitely upload it. But um, there was no um, copy first. of the nutritional panel or anything like this. I mean, there's a listing of ingredients, but no nutritional information. Okay, um, I I was under the impression that they were, but I will get those added uh, before this podcast comes out. All right, all right. So um, I also also like to talk about the issue of GMOs. Now, you may not know, but um, I researched two years and wrote a book against GMOs. Uh, that's one of my pet peeves. And uh, <clears throat> it's currently used by the Institute of Responsible Technology as a reference. So it's uh, deep research. And I spent, like I said, I spent two years. My job at the time was to eliminate GMOs out of uh, the company I worked for, uh, Line of Product, which was quite a job. <laughs> I made a lot of enemies in the process because people didn't like me stirring up basically what they thought was trouble. So getting to the point, um, I noticed an ingredient which is quite prevalent is erythritol. Now, erythritol like xylitol or sorbitol is a plant-based sugar alcohol that is genetically engineered with yeast from corn glucose or corn syrup. One of the largest American genetically engineered crops. Um, so that's, to me, that really stir up some issues there. Um, and considering there's no non-GMO certification or USDA certified organic, uh, certification either on your website on your products I have to wonder is your erythritol is genetically engineered because you do 
advertise that your product had non-GMO, but there's no certification going with that. So can you explain that? Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's a great question. And uh, we've actually got that quite a few times at some of the expos. So we do use a non-GMO erythritol that's manufactured in France, um, which is different than most of the stuff that, that, that people have um, that comes from China. Um, as far as the certifications go, um, mm -hmm. we've only been in our new facility uh, a couple months. Um, we just got a whole bunch of new uh, equipment and everything. So being that we're such a new company, um, we have just started all those processes. So mm -hmm. our facility um, is going to be certified gluten-free. Um, we're going to get a non-GMO certification. And um, yeah, so we only use non-GMO ingredients. Um, mm -hmm. We started the company pretty much because we couldn't find stuff that only has ingredients that we actually, you know, feed ourselves, feed our kids, um, all that. So uh, the only reason we're not certified is because we're so new, new and right. all that stuff, you know, takes time. So, so how, how long do you expect uh, before you get those certifications? Because uh, that, that, that was a big question mark for me once I discovered that. Absolutely. We're hoping in the six month uh, range from now, we will have those certifications. Okay. Another issue I had was a more digestive issue. Uh, erythritol for people that are sensitive uh, can uh, have a uncomfortable, so to speak, side effect, which is uh, loose tools and diarrhea. And it just happened I'm very sensitive to it. So I, I, I ate one bar one night. Next morning, I had trouble. Uh, to confirm that, I ate another bar the following night. And same result. Uh, now, you should know that I have followed the paleo diet very strictly. Um, I don't vary my diet very much. This week, I didn't go out to restaurants, so I cannot blame it on any outside uh, influence. Uh, so considering that some people, there's a lot of people with digestive issues out there. You know, some people have leaky gut syndrome, uh, Crohn's disease, IBS, you know, inflammation of sort, all sorts. Um, I was concerned and wondering why there was not some kind of a caution or warning label on your products that, you know, for people that are sensitive to such product. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm exceptional, but it, it hit me almost, literally almost right away. And um, that is not something that I'm, you know, nobody's comfortable with that. But I mean, it's not something that happens to me ever. So I knew directly what the consequence of where it was coming from. So, um, or oh, at least could you put a warning on the, your website or something for people that are sensitive or have digestive issues or inflame um, gut disease, whatever, that your product could generate some uncomfortable side effect and that being polite here. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that has been brought up before um i'd say out of the uh probably 
half a million bars, you know, that, that we've sold this last year. Um, uh, and Amazon alone, we have over 700 reviews right now on our bars. And I'd say less than a handful, you know, probably five or less um, of all those reviews. And people are brutally honest on, on Amazon for sure um, that have had any sort of uh, discomfort. So it is extremely rare. Um, the thing that, that we were really careful about was the inulin. Um, that is something that I've seen kind of abused in, in some other bars and some other products that, that affects um, everybody here, our employees, my family. Too much inulin seems to be a problem. Um, I really haven't met anybody personally um, besides you now that, that has said that they've had any sort of issue um, with our bars. There has been couple on, on Amazon reviews, but um, I mean, you know, definitely less than, than 1%. Yeah, I, um, I guess it's a combination, I think, the tritol, the inulin, and the guagum. The guagum is also known to be an anti-constipation problem uh, product that is taken by some people to, um, you know, get rid of constipation. So, if you add all three of them, I, I'm not really surprised that, you know, the laxative effects are uh, compounding. So, um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I was extremely uncomfortable for the past two days. Even this morning, I still had some trouble. Uh, so, it, it kind of makes the whole experience kind of, for me at least, uh, strange because I was I was excited. I remember tasting your product. I liked it, and then all of a sudden this happened. So, um, you know, it's it's difficult for me to say that, but uh, I I have to. I would I would highly suggest you put some kind of warning on your website that for sensitive people uh, or people with gut issues that uh, they may experience digestive uh, discomfort because of combination of erythritol, inulin, and uh, guagon. All right. Uh, I, I, I um, definitely appreciate that. Um, right. And I'm sorry to bring it up, but uh, that's, okay. that's one thing. One thing I'll show is about is uh, try to be honest. And I mean, as much as, you know, we want to support you, we also have to bring up issues in order for you to correct them. Um, Definitely. When we formulated these bars, we, uh, uh, the erythritol, you know, just enough to make it sweet. And then we um, supplement it with uh, stevia extract. Um, right. The guargum and inulin, we use just a tiny bit, just enough to get the bar to bind together is, is right. pretty much. Okay. Uh, I don't want to pile it on, so I'm, I'm going to stop here. Mark, you, your turn. Because I, I haven't had the pleasure of tasting these yet. As Alan gets all of the goodies sent to him, uh, as, as I travel and I'm across the pond, um, I never get to try them. Okay. Um, maybe I should, since, <laughs> since I have trouble with them, maybe I should ship them to you, Mark. That would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why not indeed? Yeah, so, so Stoker bars are available in the UK. They are, uh, right, okay. Uh, keto supplements. That was my next question. Can we get them over? .co.uk. 
I believe. Yes. Super job. So you said they're, they're good for diabetics and they're good for outdoor people as well. Um, and they retain their crunch and so forth. Is, is that a market you're going to be targeting more? Um, you know, we've, we, we pretty much launched with the support of the keto community. And mm. then um, when we met Pelé uh, uh, this year at the paleo community, um, we, we've also been doing some, some fitness, you know, uh, type expos, and we will be doing more outdoor stuff, Ironman, um, uh, you know, kind of events like that, CrossFit. Right. Um, all that stuff. Cause yeah, our, our bars do kind of fit everybody, you know, yeah. old people with diabetic, with uh, diabetes, need our bars just fine. Uh, small kids, you know, I've got five kids and, and they all eat our bars. So it's, it's, it's pretty broad range. And I, I kind of see the trend, you know, several years ago, um, the it bar formulation was, you know, date based, fruit based, all very high sugar, high carb, you know, um, even though, you know, it's technically all natural, um, probably not the healthiest thing. I definitely see a shift more towards uh, nut-based um, bars um, as far as their their durability, mm. the high protein content, the healthy fat you know content. So um, yeah, we're 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 just excited to be a part of this industry at this time. Yeah. And the, the the thing I love about the bar business is we're friends with lots of our competitors. And I've always been a bar person, I've always, you know, even back when it was only power bars and you had to choke them down, you know, um, I eat lots of different bars. I eat lots of our competitor bars. I eat our bars. There's just a big market. I don't, I don't think any one person just eats one kind of bar every day for their life. You know, yeah. so having variety is great. And most of the other, you know, uh, companies with, with, with competitive bars, we're friends with, we support them, we buy their products. So there's, there's lots of really good things out there these days where I think five years ago, it, there was hardly anything. Mm. And as you say, it's, it's a crunchy bar. And that's something I really miss. You know, yeah. sometimes I'm looking in the kitchen cupboard thinking, I want something with a crunch. And yeah. celery just Absolutely. doesn't cut it. There's always Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you've done exceptionally well in 13 months to reach a turnover of a million dollars. So, you know, hats off to you for that. And obviously that means that you are very popular with the market, um, which again, can't be, um, can't be put down in any way. So, you know, you, you've done a terrific job so far. Yeah, thank you. Um, you say over 700 um, comments back on places like Amazon. Yes. How do you find, uh, how do you react to those comments? Do you use them sort of to develop further product ideas? Um, so that's something um, that I normally pull up first thing in the morning, just to kind of look for trends. You know, um, we, we did update our bars here a little bit ago to make them easier to bite. You know, they were extremely hard to bite before. Um, and we're just seeing a, an overwhelming trend with people having, you know, to break them in their hand, you know, not being able to bite them with their front teeth, you know, kind of having to go to the side. Um, so we definitely look at trends, you know, um, people on Amazon are brutally honest, you know, uh, it's the thing that I found kind of humorous is usually when you get like a one star re review, if you, if you click on that person's profile, 
they only give one star reviews, you know, like nothing's good enough type of thing. So most of that stuff you kind of have to take with a grain of salt, but we do read them, we do monitor them and, you know, uh, we do look for trends. Um, and it is, it is nice to have. And, um, you know, with us being so new and, and, and everything, the one thing we don't do is ask people for reviews, you know, no. so, um, if somebody wants to, whether they have a good experience, bad experience, but our, um, you know, we are four and a half stars um, on, on Amazon with those 700 plus reviews. And mm. A new little company, you know, that, that, Very good. Yeah. that is cool. And then um, on, on top of that, even, um, we are just kind of talking about it yesterday in the shop here, this time a year ago, like on Instagram, we had 300 something followers. And we looked at it yesterday, you know, we had uh, uh, 18 and a half thousand. So um, things have come along, uh, uh, along, you know, very fast. And even ingredients, you know, this time last year, we were buying almonds, buy the 50 pound box, you know, one box at a time, making bars. And now we're buying them by an entire truck container, you know, full. So um, it's, it's been so lightning fast. Um, we are in talks with several national chains, you know, right now. So six months to a year from now, we have those certifications and we're in a, a lot more chains than that. Um, it's it's going to be really exciting. And there's been, you know, so much hard work that's, that's mm. gone into this, um, but it's it's been amazing. Yeah, and that, that's the thing a lot of people don't appreciate is the hard work that goes into building a business like that. Yeah, so when I was had my day job and then I started doing this, like, there was only so much work that I could do um, here at Stoka because I had to stop at a certain point and quit my day job. Yeah. Where like the first couple of weeks of when I quit my day job and this was all, all we had, I, I was not prepared for the amount of work. Because hmm. when, it's, when it's yours, if you don't do the work, it, it just doesn't get done, you know, type of thing. So um, I would force myself to get a few hours of sleep. So I would start work at six, I'd get up at four, go to the gym, get breakfast, I'd start work at six and I would make myself stop at midnight and get a couple, you know, couple hours of sleep. And there were several days where I just went, you know, 48 hours, you know, nonstop, just, just trying to get this off the ground. Mm. Um, but it's, it's so rewarding at the same time, you know, when you do get all these things accomplished. Um, for, for somebody that's never started a food business or is interested in, you know, in it, there, there really is thousand things that have to be lined up and in place uh, for safety reasons, you know, for health reasons, for, for business reasons. And um, it, it was overwhelming for a long time, especially being, you know, the first time that, that, that I've done any of this stuff. So every day I just made a point, I'm going to get one, at least one thing done today, whether it's, you know, I source uh, non-GMO erythritol, you know, um, today and then tomorrow, you know, um, uh, I try to do barcodes or, you know, I try to find a, uh, a designer for our, our logo or um, I try to find a, a, a kitchen, you know, that we can rent at night, you know, where we actually actually make these bars. So um, probably when we started to when we actually sold our first bar was probably almost six months, mm. you know, getting all those little details together before you can actually sell, you know, a, a, a final product. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot to do, a lot of hard work, but say you've, you've got through, you know, and, and you've been, you're a good example to other people who want to follow in your footsteps. 
take changing tack totally here. I'm curious, where did the idea of the, um, is it the marshmallow uh, product come from? <laughs> so it seems um, so, so sort of, you know, off the wall as it were. Yeah. So being a small business, you know, we've got, um, I'd say just under 20 employees here. So it was several months ago. It was a Friday afternoon. Everybody's, you know, ready to start the weekend. And, um, uh, our vice president of sales and marketing, Nadine, um, all of a sudden, you know, it's dead quiet. Everybody's working. She goes she, to back up. She's been on keto for a couple of years also. So out of the blue, she just announces to everybody, marshmallows. I miss marshmallows. <laughs> Steve, you need to make marshmallow. <laughs> and I had it dawned on me. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't a big marshmallow person, you know, before that or anything. Um, so we went to the kitchen and, you know, uh, started playing around with it. And it's like, hey, this stuff's pretty good. And we were dipping our bars into it. I'm like, hey, that's amazing. And we're, you know, um, uh, lots of our other peers, you know, that make cookies and, you know, other paleo keto, you know, products. So we're, we're slapping it on everything we can think of. Man, this is good. So um, it just kind of happened. It was just out of the blue and mm. it happened, but, um, uh, but it's, it's definitely good. We're, we're putting some finishing touches on it before it's really, um, really out there um, and available. It's having an all natural product that's fluffy like that, you know, where we don't use any preservatives or anything like that has been a challenge. It's been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But um, as soon as we get it perfected, it's, it's, it's going to do well. Excellent. Can you show us the uh, container again? Yeah. So we call it Z-Mellow because uh, it's zero sugar, zero net carbs, and zero artificial ingredients. Okay. So, but I put on ice cream. I mix it with, with yogurt. I, you know, put it in my cereal. I make ice cream, or not ice cream, but um, cookie sandwiches with it. <laughs> you know, put it on Stoka bars. There's, there's lots of different um, applications for it. I'm detecting here that maybe you've got a sweet tooth. <laughs> you know... Um, once you've been on, you know, paleo or keto for a long time, you're, you actually don't crave that stuff anymore. No. Um, I don't, but, you know, sometimes right before bed, you know, I do like having um, uh, a spoonful of this or, or, or something sweet. But um, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, before I was keto, I would sugar my coffee. I would, you know, eat lots of fruit and all that stuff. Where now, you know, um, I just put heavy cream in my coffee, uh, some MTCO. MTC oil um, really don't do the sweets that much, but when you feel like sweets, it's nice to have something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, and as you've got them on tap, you can have them whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well too, um, with having five kids at the house too, yeah. you have to have some, some, some sweet stuff and all of our products are all kid tested, you know, before we even uh, take them seriously, you know, mm. um, you know, as far as them being a, a viable product. You know, yeah, yeah. Consumers might want. Excellent. Now we've been chatting with you, and uh, but I do understand, if I'm right, is that the company's named after yourself and your wife? Yeah. Yeah. When we went to trademark what our business name was going to be, we actually had a, a whole bunch of other ideas that we were excited about the keto diet because we'd been on keto for a couple of years, and we were trying to incorporate keto into the name of our company. And um, our business lawyer just kept coming back to us that 
so many keto products right now that are being trademarked with keto. He said, you know, we might have some problems. So we went back to the drawing board and um, it, it just kind of hit us. My name's Steve, my wife's name's Mocha Hana, but she goes by, by Mocha uh, for short. So we just put Steve and Mocha together and came up with Stoka. Hmm. Sure, you know, um, easy to say, and um, it wasn't an actual word. So we created our own word, easy to trademark, and it's unique. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's an old-fashioned word. Stoker is uh, someone who uh, puts the coal in the boiler. So, you know, maybe <laughs> okay. there's a marketing angle that you could, you could <laughs> at some point. Yeah, stoke your boiler with Stoker bars. Oh, okay. No, when we did uh, when we did our research um, prior to filing the trademark, the only thing that that came up was there. I forget what country. I want to say it was like Ukraine. There's a rapper, a, a white rapper in the Ukraine that goes by Stoka. All right. <laughs> and that was that was funny. So I mean, she's she's obviously part of the company name. Does uh, does Mocha have much input into the business? Yeah. So. Uh, Mocha still holds a full-time job out, outside of Stoka, um, but, um, you know, she's been there since day one, you know, getting this off the ground. And, um, she wasn't too happy when I suggested, hey, let's sell our house so no. we can build a factory, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but, it's, but it's worked out. Excellent. So do you see you two working sort of together in the future more closely? Yeah, with uh, with five kids, it's a it's a it's a juggling act, but um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, at some point the way we've been growing has been has been crazy. Um, you know, uh, this time last year, you know, Jake and I doing it part time versus you know we have just under you know twenty full time employees, two chefs, that kind of thing. So um, the way we're growing, yeah, should probably have to quit our day job at at, at some point. Excellent. I mean, obviously you're looking ahead at that. Um, where do you see yourselves, let's say, in sort of three, four, five years' time? Three, four, five years' time. Uh, hopefully a year's time from now, we're in some, some national chains. Uh, we are in, you know, you know, talks and negotiations and stuff right now. Um, before a couple months ago, every single Stoka bar was made by hand. Hmm. The amount was measured by hand. It was hand-stamped, you know, to shave and everything. Um, now that we have this, this equipment, our, our capacity has gone from, you know, 2,000 bars a day to, you know, 50,000 bars a day type of thing. So uh, we really haven't contacted anybody or ever gone after new business. But um, once we get everything dialed in here, our certifications, you know, um, sky's the limit, I think, especially with a nut-based bar that, you know, isn't full of carbs, isn't full of sugar, isn't full of junk. Um, I just, I just think the U.S. market and and kind of globally, you know, we've, we've seen this trend for a few years of just people being more health conscious, you know, um, in general. And uh, it's it's exciting times. You know, if we would have tried to do this five years ago, eight years ago, you know, it it, it would have been a struggle for sure. Excellent. But it'll be at the fact that. Um... Alan has, has raised a few of his concerns because he's uh, his sensitivities. Um, you've done very well to to do what you do and become as popular as you come. You did mention earlier you went to the Dave Ramsey um, finance class. 
do you think you would have been able to to start and achieve the success that you have achieved if you hadn't gone to that finance class? I don't think that the light bulb would have ever gone off to, hey, let's start a business. Mm. If we were in the position we were six, seven years ago, where we had, you know, uh, credit cards, um, car payments, you know, finance furniture and TVs and, you know, all this stuff and, and all this debt, um, I, I, it never would have crossed my mind to actually start a business. But when that weight was kind of lifted and, hey, we don't have any debt, we don't have any obligations, we, we have some extra money, you know, we can give this a try and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, you know, we just, uh, you know, go back to, to life as, as usual. So if we weren't in that position, we would never be entrepreneurs, no way. So that definitely set us up for when this opportunity came by um, for us to be able to jump on it. Yeah, but so the reason I ask is that obviously you've achieved a measure of success that many people would only dream about. But there are a lot of people who have those aspirations, but they lack the foundation in order to move that forward. Well, it's just worth bringing that out, the fact that you put your ducks in a row, as we say over this side of the pond, just to um, be able to move forward, being debt-free, which is always important. And that, now you're um, reaping the rewards of, you know, putting your house in order, as it were. So you know, well done to you both. Thank you. And, and um, so there's something that always kind of stood out in my mind, that if, if you can't handle a little bit of my, uh, amount of money, you're definitely not going to be able to handle a lot of money. And, you know, you see that with professional athletes and, and lots of other people. They, um, they're not used to managing money or having money to actually to, to then have a whole bunch, lottery winners. And um, more often than not, you know, all that money winds up getting away from them. So um, I remember it was part of the class, them saying um, that, you know, God's not going to trust you with, a lot of money if you can't even handle, you know, your, 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 your household finances. So us just learning how to handle a little bit of money, um, hopefully will help us one day, you know, if, and when we do start making, you know, uh, some more money and just learning those, those things, um, you know, with our personal finances, definitely carried over to running a business, you know, being able to, uh, make a budget, you know, stick to a budget, plan and forecast um, and all that. Um, I, I couldn't imagine doing a million dollars our first year without kind of having that foundation and, and kind of knowing, um, you know, this much money goes to this instead of at the end of the month, hey, we had, we had X amount of money and now it's gone and, you know, what do we do? So anybody, whether starting a business or just, just for your personal reasons, that's, that's what I tell everybody when I meet them. Take a personal finance class, learn about different insurances, learn about budgeting, you know, how to handle money, how to invest, how to save for college, uh, you know, have a rainy day fund. Um, it's crucial. And it's not something um, in, in the U.S., um, you know, school system or anything like that, that that's really taught. And if, you're, if your parents never did it and, and, and they don't teach you, there's, there's really no... Um, kind of kind of mass market, um, you know, way that people are learning this. No, no, you're quite right. And that's not just in the US either. I mean, you'll find that the world over. 
Um, it's very rare that people get any form of financial education. Uh, I mean, let's face it, everybody at some point has to fill out a tax form. Was any, any of us taught how to do that at school? No, I think it's done on purpose. <laughs> they, want, they, want, they want to keep us cool, poor so we can, uh, you know, we, uh, we keep our mouth shut. But uh, one, one uh, thing that we have heard mentioned in previous, uh, especially in the manufacturing business, is the, the, there's a big step coming up for you when the national chains, uh, you know, they agree to buy from you uh the the expansion required and the extra capital required to move from you know even at your level fifty thousand bars a day to uh you know providing whole foods or some other chain uh is not only a burden on equipment also on financial because you need to borrow more money to buy more equipment and then ship them and typically those guys pay you uh 30 days or 90 days, 30 days if you're lucky, and 90 days, most of them. I know because I used to be in that business. Um, so have you thought of that? Have you, are you planning for that? Uh, how do you plan to, because that will probably require additional capital or maybe go to a bank and borrow some more money or what's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, definitely. So our, our cash flow has been pretty strong. And then uh, we, we are all set up with, with several banks. Um, when we get this first big order, if we need to supplement, you know, with, with some outside income, uh, you know, we, we, we definitely can. So we have everything ready. You know, um, it's, it's, it's taken this long to really get our facility up and going, our equipment up and going. Uh, but, but it did give us the time also to have all these other pieces in place. So we're, we're ready to pull the trigger. Um, right now, we're waiting on uh, our new bar packaging so we can launch all these other flavors. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. Good. Now, where can people find out more about, uh, about the bars, where they can buy them and all that sort of stuff? Absolutely. Uh, Stokabar.com um, is our, our direct website. And then social media, uh, Instagram. Um, you know, we do do Facebook and some of the other ones. But I know Instagram for, for, for businesses is, is uh, you know, definitely the main platform. So announcements, um, updates, new products, all that. Instagram's probably your best way. And it's at Stoka Bars uh, with an S at the end. Um, you know, just, just for all that stuff. Um, new, new products, you know, coming up, new flavors, um, you know, within the, the upcoming weeks. Um, and where, where can they be bought off the shelf? Off the shelf, um, I think there's eight, eight or nine countries right now. Um, we, we haven't uploaded all those um, into our website yet. Um, some select GNCs, lots of you know regional and um, uh, smaller chain natural grocery stores, uh, gyms, chiropractic offices, um, some cancer clinics. Um, you know we're we're. It seems like we're, we're, we're adding stuff weekly. Um, uh, that doesn't always translate directly to the website, you know, search, but um, probably once a month or so, you know, uh, we, we, we go through that and try to, uh, try to update that. Um, there has been some, some interesting things lately, like um, someone from South Korea reached out to us. So we started selling in South Korea and 
the first month we sold like 15,000 bars and it's, and it's only gone up. So um, there's definitely these markets out here where, um, you know, I didn't think would be big on, you know, keto and natural products and that, but they actually are, um, which is, which has been interesting and, 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 and definitely need at the same time. You know, it, it does take some time in other countries, you know, to get a, um, you know, that country specific, you know, tax ID number and, you know, uh, import broker and all that stuff. But uh, it's, it's every single aspect of this whole biz, we've been having to learn from scratch and um, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, fair play to you. You've got, you've done it. And, uh, you know, I think that's an encouragement to a lot of people. Excellent. Well, I've got no more questions that have come to mind. Um, Alan, time to do the close. Okay. Did you, want to add, did you want to add anything, Steve, anything else you'd like to mention? So uh, if I understand properly right now, you're sold through Amazon and your website and uh, assorted smaller, uh, but not yet in uh, like large chains like Whole Foods or, or Kroger or anything like this yet. Correct. Just because up until a week ago, we, we really didn't have the production capability. So now that right. we have the production capability, we are ready to pull the trigger. We're in uh, several GNCs. Um, that's probably the biggest known chain, but we're not in, in all of them, you know, by any means. They have you know, 9,000 plus stores. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's go for the closing. <clears throat> Thank you again, Steve, for being on the Local Paleo Show. And as we say in Texas, a votre santé, yo. All right, yeah. good. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Um, the the entire uh, support that we've got from our customers has, has been amazing. So um, we definitely want to want to thank everybody, and uh, we hope um, to draw some some traffic to the Low Carb Paleo Show. Thanks, well, thank you. Steve.